Welcome to Film Feast! I just want everyone to, right now before the episode starts, go comment about how I do the best intros and then I should just start doing all of them from now on. Um, I like the extra work. It's a little, it's like, exciting for me. It gives me purpose in life, you know? Just film, film feast intros. That's what I feast on. Today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about sequels, we're going to talk about franchises, we talk about a lot of random stuff in this episode, it's pretty much sort of like a chill and talk episode, so join me, Tazi, and who's that other guy? Brent, me, Tazi, and Brent, gosh, it's awkward, he's my brother. Uh, if you want to uh, support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash filmfeast, if you want to email us hate mail. You can do that at info.filmfeast.gmail.com. And I, I, I would keep going, but this intro is already too long. Roll it! Roll it! Roll it! Tazi! Oh yeah, the sequels and non uh on Zoom now. Non uh I can't remember what we were talking about. We were we were gonna talk about we were gonna talk about non-original ideas. Yeah, non-original content. So sequels and franchises and reboots. And how it, because it was going off of what Martin Scorsese said, which is oh I remember what I was gonna say from last last episode welcome to the podcast guys tazi is remembering things this is real progress he's he's hold on I, just like memento I lose it, before i lose it just like uh, memento blockbuster movies versus indie movies that could be the the next neck the it was blockbuster in hollywood tazi get your movie no, stores blockbuster right movies and versus like indie movies yeah. He didn't and, even get it. He I just guess, blew past it. Okay, I just want to say, even, with I'm the just not happy. You guys blockbuster video that. and Hollywood video, <laughs> you knave. No, you know what? I think that's a great no, discussion. Tazi, the family, movie rental my place. Family, my the family what? was always a Hollywood Justin, family. Sh- the movie rental place. There's only one left. It's in yeah. some like small no, town. No, we're, we're talking about in the golden Back age. Back when they were still a thing. I mean, I think, we went, I think we just went Hollywood. to Hollywood because there was a Hollywood close to us. But we definitely That's went true. to Blockbuster every once in a while. We did go to Blockbuster every once in a while. But I always felt that Hollywood had a better selection. And by better selection, I mean whenever we went and got movies, we had like 10 that we would get. It was, we had, I think. There was at least five. There was, was like there was Peter Pan, Pan. Dinosaurs, uh, Mickey Mouse, Three Musketeers. Uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, yeah. And then uh, usually have been those four. And then there's usually a grab bag. Those are like the four we, I feel like we always, I feel the ones that we always got were Peter Pan and Mickey Mouse, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Those I used to just buy movies. I wouldn't rent them. Wow, I always Mr. Felt Big like, Spender, you little, you're an eight-year-old. Well, they were 20 bucks, and movie. I could watch them whenever I wanted. Yeah, I didn't have 20 bucks when I was eight years old, Tazi. I stole money <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, that's Tazi! Tazi, you gotta remember, Brent, we ha- we grew up very differently than Tazi did. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. It's not good at all that. Yeah, Tazi, <laughs> Tazi, how much, Tazi was what how you much? call a hoodlum. A hoodlum. 
Yeah, Tazi, how much of your past do you want to reveal to the public in this podcast? In this pot, well, there's going to be a movie about it one day. So, no. oh, there you, you go. think that's you're going to have you're going to have a, a a biographical worthy life? Oh, I yeah. definitely have a biographical. He's going to be like life. M Night Shyamalan. He's going to make a movie that's you're going to make it about yourself, a global leader, and then they're going to make a movie about him, and it's going to be called I'm going to make Lady in the Water. I'm going to be my movie is going to inspire the next like Hitler or something like. That. Oh gosh, Tazi, oh, that Tazi, is not a good terrible. thing. You know that. Well, right? it's not my my job to make him interpret it the way Actually, that I you know made what? it. No. Tazi, you know how by what, what Tazi meant was he's gonna be like the art guy who rejected Adolf uh, back when he was in his twenties. Yeah, I bet that art teacher or counselor or whatever it was feels. I don't really know anything bad. about Hitler besides he was well, a bad person. Before he went into <laughs> politics, he wanted to be he wanted to go into art as a painter. He went to art school, and everyone crapped. No, he was on rejected from art school, right? And then yeah, he applied to art school in Austria, and they rejected him. And it was after that that he started joining political groups and you know developing his nazi ideology i got into a few like prestigious schools but i just chose not to go to them so that's a flex uh-huh. on hitler I've, uh-huh. i'm flexing on him right now it's yeah very, i'm glad that you, you are, chose you are above did hitler chose. on the bar of you did chose comparisons you yes the people to be better than you're better than hitler yeah, Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm winning in, in this race against Hitler in this moment. I'm at least better than... Because Hitler. I thought to myself, this is why I never went to film school or art school or acting school, is because if I, I felt if I could go and get accepted to these prestigious schools, I won't name them, but if I could get accepted into them... Juilliard. Is it because you can't pronounce them, Tazi? I can pronounce them. <laughs> One of them was that, but there was others. Um, the other one was called Kennesaw Community College. <laughs> no, no, that's funny. No, I don't even know where Kennesaw is. I think I live like an hour away from You don't it. know where Kennesaw is? It's Northwest. Well, but for him, it's... Don't you live For him, it's like that? almost... It's a little bit south. Kennesaw is? Further than I feel Kennesaw? like Kennesaw... It's a little no, farther... Like it's a little farther on top west. of me. It's a little farther west from It's you. north... West. It's about live, an hour from where we are. I I think I live in either Vinings or Conyers. I don't actually know. <laughs> you don't know where you live, Tazi? I, I say I live in Atlanta because I have what's an your, Atlanta zip code. What's your um? I'm not telling you my address. What's your address? No, dox yourself. <laughs> dox yourself right now, Tazi. Do it. But I okay. Let me get it. back to my point. If I could get into these schools, like if I could get accepted into them and get scholarships for them it's above Marietta, then I could do it as a job. I don't necessarily need to go to these schools to learn anything because the only thing I would be learning would be like technical stuff or or. I'd be getting connections. That would be the only benefit. If yeah. I was skilled enough to get accepted into these schools that take skill to be accepted, then I felt like I could just do it. Except I, I right think now I'm still I think there's a little there's a little bit of a difference there is that and I wouldn't be in debt. That places, was the biggest thing. Places That's like Juilliard really tend to try and take people that have potential, but they do have like those really prestigious, expensive schools do have the talented teachers that will make you better. And also the connections they can get you can get you work immediately out of like getting out of there. Like uh, uh, Orlando Bloom, his first job was Legolas. And that was right after he graduated. They were like, all right, here's your roles. Go. And they got him in the room with Peter Jackson to audition for Legolas. 
I did so, not know that. That'd be freaking dope, though. Yeah, but so so I'm saying don't. I think the whole thing about schools in general is like some of them are a waste of money, and it depends on the person. Like if you can afford to go into debt to go to Juilliard, you, it's a hard decision to make, but it's not necessarily a terrible decision. If you have to go into mountains of debt yeah, to go to George saying- Mason University, which is where I went for a year, I would say probably don't go into huge debt to go to George Mason Film Film School because it's not a big school. It's, it's got a film program, but it's not a, I don't necessarily think it's a film program that's worth going into debt for. Yeah. There are definitely good teachers there. Like right now I know specifically of two one is an indie producer that has been nothing but helpful to me um and then the other one uh she did a she did a short called oh shoot i can't remember what it was it's basically about black it's about black vampires (laughs) it's actually really cool i would i can't think about what vampires blackula no it's about black vampires like she creates this world that's like because of because of the extra melanin in the skin they can be outside they're called they're they're day walkers Oh. So they just like, and so they're they're the public face of vampires in the world, and you follow this doctor as she's like dealing with personal problems, but she's also a vampire. So I it's like it's like really what we do in the shadows, but, but better with black vampires. It's no, it's it's better. So it's, in no, Twilight, not better, but in different. Twilight, I think there's only one like black vampire that has like actual speaking lines in. Also, I'm gonna find clips. There's find like extras that are vampires because they have like, like this big vampire, the vampire werewolf battle. Um, so there's mm-hmm. only one one black vampire in Twilight. So they've met their quota for black vampires in Twilight. That is okay. Sorry, this is really annoying. Why it's, okay, is here, the, the menu of Dishonored two all different fonts? I don't know. That's really disgusting. It's weird. Uh, quick, quick note for anyone who wants to watch the film. It's called guidelines. Suicide. It's called Suicide by Squad. Sunlight. Oh. <laughs> uh, Suicide by Sunlight. <laughs> the movie's the movie's very well done. Um, I got to talk to uh, the director if I can find her name, and she's also been very helpful. Uh, she started working. Uh, uh, her name is. Um, please forgive me for butchering your name, uh, Nikiatu Juice. It's either Jusu or Husu. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. You've done she's it a better teacher than at George me. Mason. She's she's an, one of those up and coming directors that's getting a lot of looking at now. But the point of long and short of all of that is is there is value in film school, but there's always a massive cost in terms of debt if you are not from means. So there's a huge risk when it comes to film school rather than I I would say a regular college. I would mm-hmm. assume, even though at a regular college, most of the people that graduate, or if they graduate, they don't work in their respected, like the yeah, yeah. field. No, definitely not. It takes. So I think college I mean, in general is broken. The college the school system used to be period. Oh, it's broken. It's, it just needs to change. I don't know exactly how it needs to change, but there is a lot of like back lot in of the day of change. our parents and grandparents. When you got a degree, there was a good chance that you would get a job from that degree yeah um and that's basically more like the you know master's programs nowadays um like if yeah. you're if you're a lawyer or a doctor or something like that there's mo- you're most likely going to get a job afterwards but with the so, undergraduate you're it's a lot harder to get a job yeah um, so scad just, here in georgia sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but i uh-huh, I, yeah yeah it's okay keep going, keep going. <laughs> so scad here in georgia has 
a what they say is a 99% uh like er, like 99% of their students that come out graduated with diplomas work in their respected field. I feel like that is total bullshit cuz everybody I know from SCAD is unemployed. Not or just not. unemployed, but they're pretty bad at what they at their job. Like SCAD <laughs> doesn't teach them well enough to get Well, I don't think they jobs. really teach them anything. I had a Stupid. conversation with one of the uh, screenwriting teachers there. Super cool dude. Uh, he's worked on many films in the industry, and a lot of their teachers have. One of them in particular, the screenwriter guy. Oh, no, sorry. This is a filmmaker guy. He's a director, and he's directed a few different things that are big in the rom-com era. I don't know his name. I forgot it. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, I was talking to him about this specifically, you know, is college actually like important for working in the film industry? And I guess he went to some community college and then worked his way up that way. It's basically mm-hmm. what his story is. Um, and so now he teaches at a, at a school because he's directing is stressful or something like that. And it is, I get it. So yeah, he just yeah. teaches kids how to direct um not that his movies have made you know billions of dollars because they haven't but he so i don't know you it, it really just depends everybody's filmmaking journey is totally different from the other yeah. one i don't think mm-hmm. any one is the same yeah. um we're hearing a lot of watching those um gq i think it is on youtube the ones where they like sit down with an actor and talk about their career and stuff like that there are a lot of like maybe i think it's variety or something like that yeah but um, uh, half of them say that like, well, this is right after I got an acting school and this is when I did my first or second, you know, movie or something like that. But then half of them are like, yeah, just kind of like just started acting and then got just an agent. Did it. <laughs> yeah. And then got an agent. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. I did enough stuff that I got roles. So it, 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 it depends on the people. Yeah. Um, and, and even the people who go to the school are like, I went to this school, but not everyone who is acting today went to a school to get an acting. So I don't think you can't act just because you didn't go to a school. I don't yeah. think that should, that shouldn't be the mindset of people. They should I, think that they can do it no matter what, as long as they work hard enough. And like with YouTube now, and even like masterclass as well, like these things, they have plenty of resources in which people can at least get into the basics of acting and, or any other, uh profession within filmmaking you just gotta work at it i think if you want to start acting just start filming like self tapes and stuff like that and start Mm -hmm. learning on camera auditioning and and studying like the the technicalities of what's the term that they use Uh, just on camera auditions that are in home, in home, on camera auditions, because now we do, everything's basically in a home now. Nobody really goes to a place and just doesn't record audition. yourself and send off a tape. Yeah, but think. send it to people that like would be able to give you feedback on it. I feel like a lot of people just there's a big thing out there where you just make something and then you keep it to yourself. You don't share it with anybody just to make something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a bad thing because you don't really learn anything from that unless you like go back and watch it later down the road and be like, this is how I've progressed. Then that's something. But most of the time people just like make something and then they'll delete it. Be like, oh, I made something. Oh, cool. What was it about? Like, was it good or was it garbage? And can I give yeah. you notes? No, I can't because you deleted it. You know, so there's, there's no real growth in, into like hearing what people's feedback is. 
there's also something to be said about persistence and consistency uh, because I think there's a larger correlation between people who are just persistent and consistent with working towards their goal than people who go to school and become successful. And when it comes to self-tapes or just not necessarily self-tapes, but this is for anyone working in the film industry, that showing your work to other people helps show them that you are making progress. Yeah. You are remaining consistent. Like, again, I I don't know. If you, you If you look at your original stuff that you've made and someone who has been around you from when that first thing was made to seeing what you can do now, oftentimes it's great to have that person around just for the encouragement that they can provide. Uh, When you're feeling down, you're feeling like you're not there yet. They're like, but you're making it there. You've got this mile that you're trying to run and you're only at, you know, mile marker. You're only at a half mile right now. Yeah. So keep going because I've seen your progress. I think it's interesting too. I mean, yeah, self-tapes and recordings are great. And when you can go outside and and meet people in the same respective field that you want to be in, go and do that. We have this group that we all are part of called Sentio. And it means to feel in some other language. I don't know. Latin. 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 I would assume so. Latin's a dead language. We don't use Latin here. Well, it's it's a dead language except for everybody who uses it for names for things because everybody uses it for names for things. I don't know what my name means. I don't even know what genre you're a, you're a genre you're a, you're a female dc superhero from another so, planet somebody called me somebody from paypal called me because somebody owes me money on the, mm-hmm. the thing and they for some reason they wanted to get my feedback from a seller um or something like that mm-hmm. and they called me and they're like is uh is mrs starfire there and immediately i just hung up (laughs) don't assume my gender you yeah but you are like i want to cut out the entire episode and re-record it that's what you wanted to do that is true you didn't want to do that that was last episode (laughs) guys i'm sorry that was a different me that was that was that was two days ago i am so sorry i am a changed man yeah why'd you guys want to break i could do this every day because some of us have COVID and didn't want your to boy has COVID and also doing do this every, every day. day. I, I prefer not. I mean, doing it, taking a break. Give us some time I mean, to we took a break. It's okay. Yeah. We're good now. It's okay. We literally Dude. have so many recorded. Okay, for, for anyone, this is our fourth one. For someone who has made it to this fourth episode, we've recorded these four episodes over the course of two If you weeks make now. it to this fourth episode, we're going to be honest, yeah. it might be really hard doing that. It might be hard. <laughs> Congratulations. If those you, did. Are, you know what? A round of applause to anyone who's made it to this episode. You, nobody listens to any of these. <laughs> Here's the like, thing. We don't want to hear these. If you watched all four of these episodes, I will personally send the first five people a lollipop who say they watched all first four episodes. Yeah, do it, Brent. Uh, I'm gonna you make a spam you can, guys. If you want, if you want to do that, you can email <laughs> us at what is <laughs> it? Film it, film feast at info dot film feast at gmail.com. If we you've do listened not have to all four, yet. or just <laughs> comment on the video, or I guess if you have, yeah, if you have watched, listened to it. I mean, if you've listened to it, you just go to the video later. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hey, I want to, I want to, I want to your social uh, security award. number. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't need I just, I just, I would just prefer. I'm broke. Uh, you're, I really like pets. Here's the thing. I really like pets. I love dogs. I love cats. I love fishes. Mine had a weird name called 
James. Um, I would love to know what your first pet's name was because I just love Cheyenne. hearing people's names. Yeah. Huh? Cheyenne was my first pet. Wait, hold on. Let me write that down. Um, <laughs> I assume it's been over 10 years. Oh, Tazi, quickly, what's your mom's maiden name? My oh, biological that's the obvious mom one. You can't do that one. Mother? Uh, both what of them, you, just in um, case. Well, first of all, my biological you, mom if, changed her name. No, listen, check this out. My biological mom gave changed her name before she gave birth to me. And, okay. then, and then after she gave birth to me, changed her name back. What does that tell you about my biological mother? Quickly, she did really your biological you mom name. give you the last name Starfire? Yes, she changed it to Cassidy Moondancer Starfire was her name. Cassidy Moondancer Starfire? Starfire. And okay. then gave me the name Tazi Jericho first name no middle name and then starfire last name and then she changed her name back to kelly kramer or kramer <laughs> or something like that which is so you would have been tazi kramer no i probably would have been like jack kramer or something yeah. I don't know. but now he's tazi oh, jericho so starfire guys for anyone who, because i was adopted when i was 17 years old i changed my name to tazi first name jericho raider raider my adopted parents last last name to my middle name combine those with a hyphen and then kept my last name starfire as starfire so wait, it's tazi and then your middle name is jericho, jericho raider. raider yeah r-a-d-e-r -E that's so actually really like, cool i'm yeah. gonna be honest tazi jericho raider starfire you sound jericho like you're raider. you sound like you're like a r-a-d-e-r not the like the raiders football team Four. let's just restart the podcast three guys and one stick. We've done this a couple times because of I'll just issues say we've had before. With, yeah, the issue issues. Yeah, yeah. This stick looks like a gun. Okay, I'm gonna use this to shoot off my tongue because what I, I just think, said. I think that's just as triggering as everything no. you said before. Why are you doing that, Justin? Let me Don't do get this. Triggered. Jeez, it's not Life bad. Sucks. Chill. God. Well, okay, ah. fine. I'm gonna shoot off my tongue now because that's some stupid stuff now. Um. All right, and this Here's was thing. three guys and one stick. Three whoa, guys whoa, and only, one stick. Only Brent can end this. I, I, I know, I'm just and one I'm stick is pushing him name. to end it. You know what? I'm not going to shoot off my tongue now. Tazi, I swear, I will shoot you with the stick. The stick oh, breaks. no, it's triggering. The stick, the, stick yeah. gives, the stick gives me power. And who said it's a gun? Maybe it is a wand. And I can just have Attica <laughs> Just kind of just okay. like just like okay, okay, Voldemort, guys, Voldemort's I, hand just, is here. Since Brent's brought no, no, this wait, up. Guys, look, this is this is it in, in, in Harry Potter. It's like Voldemort, his wand. Oh my god! <laughs> he does that. I, I, I just kind of floats Where is my Deathly Hallows <laughs> part two? Rewatching Deathly Hallows Part Two, the part where or Voldemort comes in with Harry's body, and then Neville stands up to him, and uh -huh. Neville gives this great speech, draws the sword of of Gryffindor from the Sorting Hat. You've just got you just got Sorting old, Hat, old Voldy there, just like like. Oh. He just goes, oh. But the, the best moment in that scene is just Harry Potter just 
yeet rolls out of Hagrid's arms arms onto the ground. And instead of just any one of the Death Eaters immediately killing him, they all just watch him run away. And then Voldemort's just like, what? 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 No! No! And And then he breaks the Elder One at the end. Like why? Yeah, why would no, you just do ch- that? Wait, does he no, say Harry broke just it. Chucks it. He chucked it. Oh yeah, he yeah, breaks yeah. it and then chucks it. Uh, because well, he doesn't want he doesn't want any evil person to have the wand anymore. So he's but like, if he has it, there won't be evil people it's, using it. Point is, it's like the One Ring. Like, like I just want to destroy uh, it so no one has that one power. One person might be able to use it for good, but ultimate power corrupts absolutely i mean absolute so, power. Well, I, all i'm absolute saying is, power, is if you yeah. have the elder one you're ha, uh whatever this uh school name is called hogwarts 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 was just destroyed <laughs> right you have the elder one you can use that elder one to to fix stuff first to fix the things that are broken and then you can go ahead and break so it. So he he's it it's like a reverse Thanos. He kills half the people and then uses the stones to destroy the stones. Whereas you fix everything and then use the wand to destroy the wand. You know, I think it was more of a symbolic moment than a practical one. No, I know, but that's my issue <laughs> with movies sometimes. It's like You don't like practical? Is that no, they make symbols you don't like symbolic and logical than some like off the cuff, so, stupid psychology thing that nobody cares about. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We were just talking about this with Tenet, how you were annoyed that they did logical only things and didn't go into the backstories of the characters, and how frustrating that was that they made they made plot decisions and practical decisions I, instead I of character decisions. I have bigger issues decisions. than that with Tenet. With Harry Potter, none they have names, they have arcs, they have like character development. Yeah, for every the character. wand is the end of Harry's is the end of Harry's arc. He's yeah, it can be after he fixes over. everything. It's like <laughs> no, fix it's, everything and I then know, to be honest, use it for good. Honest, he, if he wants, it's not like he's doing anything bad by using the wand to fix everything. He's fixing Hogwarts. How is that a bad thing? Where you could probably do it no, a lot faster an- than no, a lot No, it's not of- that it's a bad thing. It's that it's anticlimactic to be like, all right, uh, what Hermione is but like, the, what are you going to the- do with the Elder Wand, the source of all evil? No one should have this power. But let just to say, I think I can do some good with it first. Let's go fix Well, Hogwarts. they could wait well, until they have that conversation until after hunger. he's... Yeah, let's go. Let's go fix like actual issues. But then, yes. Yeah, so then, the lesson could be that the the wand isn't the bad thing. It's the people who use the wand. So Voldemort, like Harry, can use that it for good. Whereas Voldemort is going to use it. That's not the lesson. He, that's why he breaks it because it's but too much he, power. We're for saying one he didn't have to. Yeah, and I'm saying that that's not the point. The point, the the older wand corrupts absolutely. It's too much power for one person. It's like the one ring. Galadriel might be able to do a lot of good with the one ring, but she's not going to take it because it would corrupt her. And but so that's the whole point is Harry. Dumbledore? Harry. It is didn't some, corrupt Dumbledore. Yeah, that's it, where it's falling. Uh, that's where the analogy is falling apart. Yeah, so wait, hold up. <laughs> Okay. All I know is that that's the point at the end why he We can do a wand. whole Harry Potter th- at, like review <laughs> in a different episode, but let's get into the actual topic today. Yeah, let's oh, do, yeah. You know what? You know what? What, 30 Tazi, minutes in? Tazi, can you roll the mid-roll? Yeah, let's roll the mid-roll and then we'll go into it. All right, all right. Yeah. Sounds like a-
normally an ad would go here, but um, you haven't been sponsored by NordVPN yet, so I want you to go to Film Feast on Patreon. You get access to our episodes early. It means that we can make them better, I think. It also means I wouldn't have to work at a restaurant anymore. I hope this wasn't too creepy. So for everyone who had the patience to make it through that first half of the show. Half an hour? Uh, today <laughs> like we were going to the show there? Something like that. Today we were going to talk, we are going to talk about sequels and, uh, and franchises in general. Uh, this is going off of what Martin Scorsese had to say about what we talked about last episode, where Scissy. one of his frustrations with the way that cinema is getting treated now is because the safer option is to do a franchise, is to do a sequel, uh, worse movies are being made but they make enough money to continue the cycle. And so these- Of worse movies. Creators, yeah, of worse movies. And it means that these individual creators are being forced to struggle to make the movies that they want to make. Um, and he specifically talks to how long it took for him to get to make The Irishman, which was something like, I think, 12 years from when they wrote it, he and his screenwriter wrote it, to when they actually made it with Netflix. Um, so I think of everything he had to say about cinema, that's probably his most valid point uh, that in some senses, I really like franchises when they're working. I think Marvel is a good example of that. So there I differ from Martin, but reboots, I, I'm getting frustrated with the number of reboots, even if I like the live action remakes. You talk about um, Disney's live action, live action which is just basically Please CGI no. animation. I, I still <laughs> have only seen one live action remake, and that was Maleficent, and I watched it on Redbox because I refused didn't you watch to support those movies. Nope. I, I told I didn't go with you guys. I said I didn't want to go see the movie because I don't want to support their live action remakes. I went like, and watched uh, the live action Lion King, and it's just animated CGI. Yeah, it's just better. It's like so real it's, life looking. It's, it's not even real, real life, but it's still though. CG. Yeah, it's just CG. It's well, more realistic than no, you know. I did. I will admit, I did see the but Jungle the reason, Book though. I did like the Jungle Book, but that was I, because John Favreau did it, and I, I only, I only watched that. I know he also did the Lion King, but I, I couldn't do that one as well. I, I think my issue with the Lion King in specific is the reason why you're connected to these animated characters from you know your childhood is because they have like facial emotions and they yeah. don't express anything in the, the newer live action no yeah that's awful they have just no personality no to personality their character, yeah except and for so the voice the voice bland. is the only thing giving anybody personality but it's yeah. not even it doesn't even match what the facial expression should mm -hmm. be and so it just looks off the whole movie for yeah. every single character and yeah. somebody did a, uh, a redesign of the characters and it looks so much better. It doesn't oh, yeah. look realistic. Like a little bit bigger eyes. Yeah, more bigger expressive eyes, mouths. expressive faces, basically, mm -hmm. is what he changed. And the colors were, were brighter. More vivid. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and more so saturated if right? they made the whole film in that way it would have done so much better because you would actually like be i guess uh treating I, what's the point of doing the remakes besides like a money grab it's just money it's literally money. i think the, the no main i feel reason like the is, point is because they don't add like anything to their movies it's yeah, basically the, it's same the same thing same thing it's but just to get money off of the nostalgia of old things and so that's that, why i think a lot of people do that's that. my point that's my point if it if it is to to grab the nostalgic cash right it, it's mm-hmm. just a cash grab ultimately we get it you're disney you know you're a billion dollar almost trillion are they trillion dollar now they, with all of their oh, but here's why they make these remakes this is just the cnbc article title disney's remakes have made more than seven billion dollars globally since yeah. 2010 so yeah so it's years, just a money grab i get that billion exactly dollars. i get that but if you're trying to tap into the audience of the old days the old days you know if you're trying to tap into that audience and tap into those they're now kids right they're they're children um then you would have to bring in some elements of those films that really drew that audience then into those films to bring it to the now, right? And so that's where the, ex- I feel like the expressions of the faces and the, the, I feel like they just don't care about the elements of the films that made them so special to us as children rather than it is just a, you know, there's a really good drag. example of this because you know they made the jungle book i think the jungle book was probably one of the better of the of the live so. action remakes yeah. um but andy circus made one with netflix called mowgli which oh, yeah. did do that he i saw this behind the scenes thing where he was like i wanted to make it because animals you can't give them emotions like that and you can't really see it's hard to see emotions on faces <laughs> um so he he and like the 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 animators and stuff like that made sure that each of the characters had more of a human looking face like it was almost a mix of a human and an animal face Mm -hmm. where instead of just being a straight up just animal face because then you can connect to the character the the characters a lot more when they look more like you so that's i think and i've seen i haven't watched the movie all the way through but i've seen parts of it and it's like it looks it looks way better like especially blue did you guys I want to see if I can find Plan- this? Did you guys ever watch Planet of the Apes trilogy? Yes, it's one of the best trilogies ever made. Yes, and there are people out there that will hate on the, these films, but I think they're so good. Not just because of oh crap, what's the main character's name? The main Caesar, main ape? Huh? Caesar. Caesar, Caesar, yeah. I, I not just because of his character development over the first film and then into the other films but because of the effort that they put into the actual technology and the art of making these, these apes more lifelike, more, mm-hmm. uh, more human in, in the way that we can connect to these characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Rather than just character development of the, the main monkey or ape, whatever ape. is your Did you have to correct. say whatever term is politically Apes. correct Ape. like okay Apes i just said sorry strong. real quick i sent a picture <laughs> of you to you this is this is what baloo looks like in mowgli compared to i mean not it's not compared to and it's hard to see um 
I mean, maybe Tazi can add a picture of it in editing, but he's, it looks a lot more human. And even in the one below, you can see him in the, in the Disney jungle book where it just looks like a bear. Whereas in the Mowgli one, it's much more of a human looking face. So it's, it's much, it's a lot easier to connect it. Like you can see more. I don't think it's more. This is actually a little disturbing. It it will. It, this is actually Mowgli a is a lot darker than the uh, Disney version. Of oh it. no, it is a lot yeah. darker, but it's got. It I think it has it has the good balance between the animal faces and the and giving like some way to give and them emotion. Like they still look features, like animals, yeah. but well, giving them the some sort of the way they like move human. their 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 face features. This is why CG's been that too. Yes, garbage for a lot of time. A lot of times when you when you watch, for example, the Star Wars. Uh, films when you know a actual actor would die and then they would need to recreate them later into onto a different guy you know a different uh, actor or for example a Paul Walker uh, scenario when they had to reconstruct his face yeah with CGI you have like a very complicated thing but you have to like look and I don't know if you guys watch Corridor Crew you guys love it Okay, they talk about this quite a bit in a few different episodes of theirs, where the the lip muscle they have they put a muscle yeah. on their lip, and their lip like moves in a, you can't even in do it because you don't have like a, a muscle. That's not actually a thing. Yeah, there's where it's no... like your the corners of your mouth pull your pull yeah, your face it's not or your nose, right but it's under never your... the nose. They have a, they put a muscle on the CGI face, and so when they talk it like moves out really weird and it just yeah. looks unnatural because the human face is so detailed in the way it's pores like stretch and and form and all of that stuff and they've come a long way since uh since the paul walker and the uh the general dude from star wars and leia from Grandma star Tarkin. wars yeah 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 they've come or, a long way from Clue those things and they've learned Tron. from those yeah but I feel like Disney doesn't actually ever take what what they are what they do and learn from it. They just continue to push out sequels just for the sake of cash. And I don't think I think sequels sequels I think are different than reboots or remakes, which I think yeah, are stupid. Like course, the way they sure, keep on course, remaking but... like like a bunch of different movies. Like they, Robin I mean, the a- Alien movies, Robin Hood. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's another thing where you beat a, a certain character to death, basically. Like all the different Robin Hood movies for some reason. There's so many of those. There's only a couple of Did you guys see ones. the men in tights? Yeah, yeah that's that's, gonna, <laughs> that's yeah. one of the few good ones. Yeah, that one and then the 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 Disney one are like the good ones. Yeah. The animal Disney one, yeah. the old what? animated oh, one. Oh, the the, the fox yeah. the actual fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Um, those ones are good. Um, but like I think sequels because like i i know a lot of people didn't like it but i really like the uh the tron like the new tron tron legacy oh, tron i really like that movie that movie was really too. good and even though it's a continuation there are some franchises where i'm like i feel like people don't like aren't haven't don't appreciate these franchises enough and making movies for them mm-hmm. was a good idea but it's the problem is is when you keep Sean on Carter. beating John, John or John Carter, yeah, really like John, John Carter, Carter was a great, great film. Great um, oh, good. Like, but they spent so much John money Carter. on it, 
go and to didn't Disney make Plus anybody and, back. Go to Disney Plus and watch John Carter. That's because yeah. that's because critics panned it. So people are like, this is a new franchise. Critics hate it. So we don't want to go see it. This is before everyone realized that critics, critics do suck. not represent. <laughs> oh man, the stupid like reliance on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we would. I think we. I think we on did it first. We stopped trusting Rotten Tomatoes. Or like the, the, ago, the thing that made me not want to watch them was mm-hmm. uh, I think they they really liked Last Jedi, and I was like, that's stupid. And then around that time, I looked up their review for Night Museum, the first one, because I really love that movie. And the reviews for that one is awful. Like the, I think the critics or um, something around maybe like thirty percent. Another movie, what the we're Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Critics that one too. On that one. Yes. I go watch the that. Secret Life I'll of Walter Mitty. So good. Oh, here's what we're trying to say: is I have a letterbox account, and my oh letterbox. Stop plugging your letterbox. Is Starfire. Go follow me there if you want actual reviews. The original Night Museum has a forty-three percent on Starfish. Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes Rotten Tomatoes does get it right, though. Did you guys have you guys seen uh, Wayne? It's on Amazon Prime. Sometimes. It was originally a. Yes, yeah, sometimes, but it was originally um, a uh, YouTube Red uh, TV show. Yeah, the Secret only... Life of Walter Mitty has a fifty-one percent. Did you guys watch Wayne? I've. It sounds no. You never I, watched that, Wayne. That, okay, so it was a YouTube Red thing first, and then that was shut down. Nobody watch YouTube Red stuff besides Cobra Kai and other stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, Cobra YouTube sucks, Red. You know, I hate Cobra Kai. I love Cobra anyway, Kai. I just had a really bad experience on set of Cobra Kai, and that's why I hate it. And I've never never seen any of the episodes. <laughs> anyway, we're not getting into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne, it's on Amazon Prime now. Amazon Prime picked it up. Go watch the first season. It's so good. I love the show. It's about so at first, when I first started seeing the trailers and stuff like uh, that they were putting out, YouTube was, I thought it was like an alternate version of Bruce Wayne's Batman when he was a kid. But Wayne has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, and I think it deserves it. It's phenomenal. I wouldn't give it 100% because there are some things that I see that I that are off technicality-wise. Mm-hmm. But no film is. So it kind of is. It says, after the death of his father, a good-hearted 16-year-old vigilante sets out with his new friends to get back his dad's stolen 79 Trans Am. Yeah, it takes elements from Batman and Bruce Wayne's story, but it's totally different than Mm -hmm. who Bruce Wayne is. Uh, To be honest, this guy looks... This guy... Whoa! Okay, this guy looks like a Pollard. He looks like Will. This is kind of freaky. Oh, it kind of does. This kind of looks like Will. But, okay, okay, but... Anyway... uh, I want to I want to pull this back to the to the discussion of remakes and everything because yeah. I think it's something that's really interesting. I I think my point with all, all of this is that one movies like John Carter and and those other big blockbuster flops one show that not every movie that is released is a sure thing and while Marvel movies are more likely than not going to be a sure thing Star Wars like had its first flop ever with solo because of people hating on the last jedi um but like it's such a couple it's such a i can't watch anything with a thing to talk about any solo without harrison ford so i never watched it <laughs> but, but you should is, check that stuff. any any hollywood system it's a business so it's not about the art it's about the money and while we get into it for the art 
big blockbuster movies are only ever being created to make money. It's why even though John Carter is a good movie art-wise and why it's found this second life on Disney Plus, basically. Same with Megamind. Yeah, Megamind, Megamind geez. as well. Megamind, oh, I loved Megamind. That Megamind, Megamind is really good, but apparently yeah. it didn't do too well and it flopped. And then after it came out, everyone was like, wait, actually, this movie was like good. Yeah, this a lot of Zach really Galifianakis good. movies are flop but they're really really good wait is he one, in that yeah. movie no 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 zach galifianakis he's We're just, just putting it out guy. there in general oh, okay you know? okay i got you yeah yeah so i can understand the frustration <clears throat> that martin scorsese has that he's got a movie like the irishman which the irishman is not going to be for everyone i think it's a good movie uh it's weird because he the way he shot it he has 80 year old men playing 25 year olds yeah um, and if he was able to shoot that, it 12 years when he first started maybe it'd be a little it, bit better. i think it would have i don't think that would be much better Tommy. <laughs> it would be it would actually be worse because then he would the, the, actually, no actually no it would be better because then he would be forced to not forced to get actual year young old people. man to play a 25 year old but yeah i the point i'm trying to make with all of this is hollywood i believe is oversaturated because every you know that there are those announcements you get they're like why are they making more of this but at the same time we do love franchises like they are announcing that the original creators uh of nickelodeon have been given a blank check to start avatar studios for yeah. paramount plus and nickelodeon wait and what are, this is new yeah, information the, to me the, the when was this of, the, this was like yesterday like a couple days ago and they're gonna be, they're making a movie best animated tv show of series. all time uh they're gonna they're going to expand the avatar universe significantly and is that why they left the netflix show i think that's probably why they left the netflix show i thought it which it, makes I me a little less be, worried about it yeah it makes actually. me less worried about it. it makes me a lot less worried about it i wasn't worried about it because i i feel like if they were on board from the get-go and if they're they said did they say creative differences? I think that was the biggest thing no, that they just, was they wrong just, with the, the original. I think they said movie. they were yeah. just leaving. Yeah, the I don't Netflix think they one, said they said they just were leaving. Yeah, that's the, that's what everybody everybody assumed. Everybody assumed it was the same reason they. I think they left the other one because they was wanted because of creative differences. M9 but then it call them. Sh- well, actually, actually, yeah. uh, it was. I think it was like there was executives Long. somewhere was executives that wanted to change it, and then. Because uh, that's I a big issue with I the saw, industry. It's that's producers. another thing is I feel like people latch onto things really quickly, and this might not even be totally true. But I, I, there was uh, somebody who had like worked on the movie or something like that, and they were like M Night was trying his best to keep it original, like to the show, but there were executives mm-hmm. that were changing it, and so he was like, okay, I guess we'll change it to this. But he was mm-hmm. like trying to and now that might not be totally true no um, m m night but, was not at fault as much at fault for avatar being as terrible as pop as it was it wasn't as much his fault as it was the executives that sort of ruined things now he is partially at fault like lot. he is partially at fault decisions were made in that movie that were terrible that were m night's decisions oh yeah for so sure, yeah but still it's i feel like that's a trend and, but that, with and that goes back to another thing that these big movies aren't aren't a sure thing now, this yeah. is why well, when I, you when people crap on tenet this is why i don't want to crap on tenet so much because i want more movies like tenet to get made i want someone like denis villeneuve to get 200 million dollars to go make whatever he wants i want that to happen i want someone like like imagine i want to see greta gerwig just get like here's 100 million dollars greta go make whatever the heck the movie you want to make 
I want to watch that. I movie. think that's fine. I just think you have to have basic filmmaking principles inside of your movie. You can do whatever you want. See, this is okay. Royally, we're not talking about ta- Tenant, Tazi. I will no. I'm not Stop talking about Tenant specifically. I'm talking about its company. Talking about, like, yeah, yeah, sure. It does. It's just not legally existing. Tazi's Tazi's <laughs> plugging again. Go ahead and plug Tazi. No, all my uh, studios will be constantly. different. What Royal Leaf Studios will be completely different than any of these other studios out there. Because there'll be an executive who has money, there. but also knows how to do film. Yeah, and I think the biggest issue in Hollywood right now, when it comes to creating films, is producers like putting their own ideas. And your job is solely business. You're to focus mm-hmm. on business. So that's not your job. So don't tell me how to do my job when my job is something completely different than what your job is. Focus mm-hmm. on the money. Focus on, focus on producing rather than creating a movie. Let me do that as the director or the filmmaker. So as a producer, when I go in and reach out to somebody like Justin or Brent and they want to do a movie, I want them to be a part of the creative. I want to be a part of it because I think I have input but I'm never going to push my idea and say, we have to do this. We can't do this, mm-hmm. which is your idea because I'm in charge. But like that's mm-hmm. such a toxic way to run a, a movie business. And I don't yeah. want to be that. And I don't think Royal Leaf is going to ever be that. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why Martin Scorsese was having such a hard time making The Irishman. He wanted to make a three and a half hour long movie detailing this guy's life and the relationships of yeah. this guy that and and no studio wanted that because who's going to go see a three and a half hour long movie this yeah. guy will. Apparently a lot of i think i think that's just like the, <laughs> the so it's gonna be three hours it, long now <laughs> is there's the the money thing and it's just the executives the people with the money are much happier going with a safe bet of a franchise slash a sequel slash yeah. a reboot something that has already been established that has more chance of making money than something that nobody knows about Mm -hmm. just just coming from nowhere and that's why i think even yeah transformer films herbie herbie you remember guys remember herbie yeah with lohan yeah yeah they made like eight of those (laughs) herbie Herbie. i thought they only made like three they probably made four i think they made four it's still too many it's what's dude two is too many for herbie herbie's a one movie deal Movies that are good that 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 would have had uh, there are sequels if if somebody didn't have their way. There are six Herbie movies, but only six. one, only one Lindsay Lohan one, the which is the first fully loaded. That that was the Lindsay Lohan one was the last Herbie movie they've made. They yeah. were five before that. Wait, what? The first one they've, came out in nineteen sixty-eight. Making... Oh it was yeah, called, well, it's it called the Love Bug. It was a Herbie rides again. Right, the, the yeah, newer version. The, the Lindsay Lohan was, a was, but that's the last one. That's the last Herbie movie that's been made. There I could have sworn bug, there was more. Then Herbie rides again. That one. Herbie goes no. to Monte Carlo. Herbie goes bananas. The what Love did Herbie bug, do to you? Which was also a reboot in '97, and then 2005, Herbie fully loaded. There's so, a book I was reading, and I can't remember. Wait, maybe the, maybe the no, Tazi, Tell us about how you have been scarred emotionally by Herbie and Lindsay <laughs> Lohan. I haven't, but I remember that being a huge topic in one of the movies or one of the books I just read on screenwriting. Uh, Screenwriting for fun and profit, but they had the the fun part crossed out. 
So just mm-hmm. for profit, these guys, these two screenwriters netted like a have netted since that book was written or before the book was written, like a billion dollars in total from screenwriting gigs. And they mm-hmm. did the Herbie Reloaded uh, reboot and they talked about it for like two or three chapters. And that's why it stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought they did a few different ones and they were talking specifically about reboots because reboots are easy for studios to just have somebody write because the source material is already there. And so typically you'll copy something from a different sequel into this sequel and it that's why a lot of animated stuff just gets copied over and uh, i don't know if you guys ever saw uh, there was some instagram user that i follow that posts this stuff like this but there was uh something from something animated from one movie and then they used the same animation in a different movie and it was like oh, yeah. winnie it was winnie the pooh yeah. And it was and Cinderella, I think. No, 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 it's, no, no. It's, uh, no Jungle, it, Book. Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah. And that's you, just you saw that too. Old cell animation work because it was a lot easier. Because you know those drawings take a long time. So if they can, if they yeah, can read some, but I'm saying it's drawings. the same idea. Is you have the source material already. Creative ideas are dying apparently, even though they're not. Just people are lazy and they don't. Want I think to that's a different stuff. thing, though. That is no, just I'm saying simpler the reason for why people. the reason why studios are making so many reboots is not just because it's a cash grab, is because it's a cash grab and it's so easy to make those films because the source material has already been created. You have mm-hmm. these characters. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, they've yeah. Already been developed. You have mm-hmm. you know a basic story arc. It's just converting already, it or whatever. You're just basically, moving it over to a different either sequel for a franchise or whatever. And I think well, you have twelve different NCIS, CIA, whatever, like nine Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, like all these different things. Yeah, it's just and- easy to make and yeah. I think at the the end of the day, this discussion, like there is no right answer because there are series that we want to see get sequels. Like we want to see more Marvel movies. We love seeing new takes on Batman. We love yeah, those movies. I don't think there's a solution, really. Yeah, and but I but do, I don't I think you should do that at the cost of original movies. That's why I yeah I want to see more really like, like instead of Charlie's Nolan Angels or or Pixar. <laughs> yeah, or, let's get into that. <laughs> Real yeah. quick, I mean, a good Charlie amount of the time, Angels. Disney. I mean, they made mm-hmm. Frozen two, but other than that, there aren't a lot of Disney movies that have Disney animated theater movies. animated movies that have theater yeah. sequels. Like most yeah. of them are, I, they do have direct-to-video sequels, but that's different. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them have been original ideas. I mean, not maybe not original because some of them were based on fairy tales, but like that and Pixar, Pixar less so recently because they've had a lot of things. And then Christopher Nolan, who, except for the Batman movies, but he basically did that because, I mean, he did the first one because he wanted to. And then the other ones were like, well, can you give me money to make Inception? And then yeah. they said sure. So he's like, okay, I'll make two more movies for you, or yeah. third one. I can't remember. He what made it was. the third. He made the second one, and he had plans for the third. Then <laughs> Heath Ledger died, and he said, I don't want to make the third one. And then, oh, like, and then he if, was like, give me what money if to we make let, Inception. Yeah, and that was the deal he made. If you give me the money to make Inception, I'll make the third. I'll make the third I'll one. Make. Yeah, yeah. Um, which nice was still, I think, to be in I think it's better than the first one. I know, right? I How nice would don't, it be? I, like, hey, I, studio, like, I really give like. Give me a really kajillion like dollars. <laughs> Everyone hates on 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 not Christian Bale on Tom Hardy. I can't think of Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy with Bane. It was like it's I can't phenomenal. understand him. 
I love so Tom good. Hardy as Bane. I just love Tom, Tom Hardy as Bane. He's great. Oh, so I really like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and in this... Dude, what does he cool. say? Uh, I was wondering which would break first. Your spirit or your body? Or your body. Yeah. And then he cracks his back. Yeah. Oh, and I, 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 I do agree with you. I do agree with where you're going with that. That like there has to be a balance of investing into new content and investing into pre-existing franchises. Yeah. I think where I don't understand the Hollywood system is when they invest into something like Charlie's Angels, which has not been like has not been in like the it was a big thing, but people forever. are like. It's not like in the public eye nowadays. Yeah. Versus do something like Netflix did where they're like, we're going to invest into Stranger Things, which is a completely new concept. And it has become super successful. And some people argue it's gone for too long, which is a whole nother debate. But the point is that they they funded a new franchise, that there are new franchises out there and there are new original pieces out there that can be successful. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and then I'd also love to see see them pick up old franchises that have actually gotten really popular, like John Carter. I don't know if you could make a successful John Carter. A lot of the reasons it was fine, it was too, it went way it over budget way because of how budget. it was shot. They shot it like a Pixar movie where they would watch a full cut of the movie and then do reshoots. And they do that like five times, but that's easier to do with animation than it is with live action. Mm-hmm. So I understand why it went over budget and why they wouldn't want to make a movie the same way again, but the movie is really good. Yeah, John it Carter's is. Go watch it. Disney Plus. One of the best blockbuster movies I have ever seen. Getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Please go watch John Carter. Um, and and I would are... say go watch Wayne first. Wayne's watch a lot of so stuff. good. Um, watch Wayne watch so we that we get watch... a second season. Everybody, Our go time. watch Wayne. I think. I By just the way, there is a new season of Wayne. Um, no, there's not. Our time, though, we are. I know. Up to so, I think next time we can talk about just like the producer's role in the entertainment industry interference what, with movies what and the role should be what they should be yeah rather than what they are we can talk about what they are and then we can get into what they should be mm-hmm. oh good. never mind sorry wayne wayne has not been picked up by another streaming service i know i looked yesterday because i just yeah. finished it yesterday so wait you want to talk about the producer's role within yeah we'll talk about the producer's role in in yeah in that one will be industry, that one will be something industry. that we can talk about. But are we? Oh yeah, I, that that's something where I want to reach, not reach necessarily reach out to someone we know because I don't think we know a producer. But I'd love if people want to come. No, I mean you're. I mean like a producer, producer who's actually done features. Actually, I mean like an actual producer. I yeah, produce we can more stuff, but we won't be able to get him by get guests. By all right, then. um, all right, Brent. How do we want to? How do we want to end this thing? How we should leave Tazi out of it, right? Because he's bad at this, like he's he really sucks at these. Justin, we weren't supposed to talk about this right now. We're supposed to no, it's okay. Once we ended the call, no, no, I didn't want to make. No, I muted him. I didn't. He can he can hear me. Mute Tazi. I'm in control here. Damage has been done. I'm sorry, Tazi. We wanted to tell you about this later, but we're we're kicking you out of film feast, and we're just gonna make it film snack now because we thought feast was just too gluttonous, and we just. We felt like it's, it, it's just too much food, especially when it's. Right I'm over dinner. We're gonna stop um, this now. No, no, we're stopping Tazi. this now. No, All right, Tazi, this is a this serious is over. thing.
Tazi! If, if your life doesn't feel like a sequel or a franchise, leave a comment down below letting us know how much the Hollywood system has let you down. If it does, leave a comment down below about how great your life is because, my goodness, if you don't have a Thanos in your life, you're not winning. Uh, also, if you want to support us, which I've said I think three times in this episode, you can visit us on patreon.com forward slash filthy. If you want to let me know how much you hate the fact that I'm constantly asking you to give us money, you can email us at info.filmfeast at gmail.com or you could just comment down below and leave leave a like. Don't leave a dislike because if you want our channel to, if you want people to hate on us more, you have to leave likes because if you leave dislikes, people will stop watching us. So how are you going to hate watch us? You don't leave a like and comment. You should leave like five hate comments. Do it. Do it.